Glory, 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 glory. Welcome to another episode of Grace and Faith Podcast. Thank you for listening in. Let's say a word of prayer even as we dive into God's word. Heavenly Father, thank you for the awesome privilege to fellowship with your word. Thank you for your spirit of wisdom and revelation that is at work within us. Dear Father, I pray that even as we look into your word, that our eyes of understanding will be further enlightened. I pray that our minds will be renewed and I pray that our lives will be transformed by the power of your word and of your spirit. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, today uh, we'll be looking at a topic I have titled, As You Have Received Christ. As You Have Received Christ. And I'll be taking the test from Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. Colossians 2, 6. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so work in Him. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so work in Him. Hallelujah. So, Bible says, It is as we have received Christ that we should work in Him. So, it's important to know how you received Christ. Because that will determine if and how you'll be able to walk in him. Praise God. Now, let me quickly say something about salvation. You know, oftentimes when we talk about salvation, um, there's a popular phrase we use. It's giving your life to Christ or surrendering your life to Christ. And so when we want to invite people to get saved, we tell them, oh, you need to give your life to Christ. You need to surrender your life to Christ fine it's it's beautiful but speaking biblically salvation is not giving your life to christ i will explain in john chapter 3 verse 16 bible says a popular scripture john 3 16 bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so who is the giver god who or what did he give? He gave us Jesus. Now, if something is being given to you, what should be your own response? You receive it. You accept it. So, in other words, you are not the one doing the giving at salvation. Rather, you are the one doing the receiving. You are the one accepting. So, at salvation, God is the giver. You are the receiver. Man is the receiver. Praise God. If you read also in John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus speaking, he said, For the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, I have come that you will have life and that you will have it abundantly. Did you see that? So Jesus came so that we will have life. So we never had any life to give him. Rather, he came to give us life. And so, if he had come to give us life, what should be our response? We receive life. Praise God. Let me give you another one. The touch scripture, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. Bible says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. So, mankind is dead in trespasses and sins. 
We had nothing to give. Absolutely nothing. He made us alive. Praise God. He made us alive. So salvation is not the giving of your life to Christ. Is not surrendering your life to Christ, but rather it is receiving Christ as your Lord. It is receiving the gift of eternal life. As you believe, you receive. Praise God. That's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. And so the moment you believe, you receive what do you receive? You receive salvation. You receive Christ into your heart. You receive the gift of eternal life. Praise God. So salvation is receiving what God has given us. His Son, Jesus Christ. Eternal life. Glory to God. But yes, is there giving of your life to Christ? Of course. But the giving of your life to Christ or surrendering of your life to Christ is not salvation, but rather it is consecration. It is consecration whereby you yield yourself to God. You yield yourself to the Lord Jesus. And that can only happen after you have received Christ, first of all, as your Lord and Savior. Can salvation and consecration happen simultaneously? Yes. But the truth is this. Even by the time you consecrate yourself to God at the point of salvation, you will discover that you will need to do it over and again. Because as you grow in the faith, as you grow in your knowledge of God, you discover that there are some part of yourself you need to still surrender. You surrender your life, your finances, your relationship, your business, everything that concerns you. You just keep giving it to the Lord, giving it to the Lord. You give yourself totally to the Lord. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And that's where we find the only scripture where we find that people actually gave themselves to the Lord. And you will discover that they were already Christians. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 5. It says, And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. Who was Paul talking about? Yes. If you read verse 1 of that 2 Corinthians 8. He said, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. So Paul was speaking about the believers in Macedonia. They were already born again. They had received salvation. They had accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And Paul said that they gave themselves to the Lord even before giving their substances to them. Praise God. So salvation is receiving Jesus as your Lord. Salvation is is receiving the gift of eternal life. Praise God. You're not the one doing the giving. You're the one doing the receiving. God is the giver. You are the receiver. And you receive simply by believing. You may want to ask, why is this important? Why this um, separation? Why this dichotomy as it were? The reason is this. There are people out there that they are not born again today because they feel that their life is not good enough to give to God. They think, I'm not good enough. I can't go to God now. I can't give my life to God now. I mean, my life is a mess. My life is a total mess. I can't give this kind of thing to God. There are some that are also thinking, well, before I give my life to Christ, I need to first give up smoking. I need to first give up drinking. I need to first give up so many things so that I can give my life to Christ so that it can be acceptable. No. It's because they've always had this had mentality that they are giving their lives to Christ to be saved. That's why they think that way. 
But God is not asking anybody to give up anything to be saved. God has already given up everything for us to be saved. So for such people, when they realize that God is not asking you to do anything, God is not asking you to give up anything, God has given up everything for you, what you need to do is to believe and to receive. And as they believe and they receive, what happens? The life of God is imparted into them. They have a new spirit and they are able to give up whatever they ought to give up. They are able to live a transformed life. They are able to live, live a better life for God, for Christ. Why? Because they have received that life of Christ already. They have received the gift of salvation. Praise God. So salvation, once again, is not about giving. Rather, it's about receiving the life of God. It's about receiving the gift of salvation, a gift of eternal life. Praise God. So back to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says once again, as, ye, as you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So it is as we have received Christ that we walk in him. How did we receive Christ? We came to know Christ by hearing what God has done. Hallelujah. We came to know Christ by hearing what God has done. How that he gave up Jesus to die for us. How that Jesus suffered in our place. And then we believe. And that's how we received. So how are we supposed to walk in him? The same way we keep hearing what he has done. And what he is doing inside of us right now. Praise God forevermore. You know in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. Paul speaking, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. Let me start from verse 12. He says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, pay attention to what Paul said. Paul did not say, work for your salvation. He said, Work out your salvation. It's two different things. You don't work for salvation. If you work for it, then it ceases to be the gift of grace. It ceases to be free. Whatever you work for, you don't whatever you get a reward for it, you don't get it free. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. David celebrates this same truth. So if you work for something, whatever you get can be grace. It is not grace. It's a debt that should be paid. It will be a reward for your labor. But salvation is not a reward for labor. And that's why Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, said, for by grace are you saved. So salvation is grace, the work of grace. God did the work. So you don't work for salvation. For by grace are you saved through faith. He said, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Praise God. Salvation is the gift of God. He said, not of works. Did you see that? Verse 9, Ephesians 2, 9. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. 
So there is nothing to boast about when it comes to your salvation that you have done. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You simply believed and you received what God has done. So back to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians and chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. I read that and the last part of verse 12 again. So Paul speaking, he said, Work out your own salvation. So you are working out your salvation, not working for. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. How will you be able to do that? Verse 13. Don't miss that part. He said, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So even the working out of your salvation is the workings of God in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. I like the way the New Living Translation put that verse 13. It says, For God is working in you. Did you see that? God is working in you. He said, Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Glory to God. God is working in you right now. And he's giving you his desires. Like God is literally putting his desires inside of you. And not only is he putting his desires inside of you, he's also giving you the power, the ability to carry out those desires. Praise God forevermore. So whatever it is that you are feeling impressed in your heart that God is asking you to do, know that he is also giving you the ability to do those things. So the working out of your salvation is actually a result of understanding that God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power, the ability to do what pleases him. Praise God forevermore. And so let's go back to our opening text, Colossians 2 and verse 6. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So we are to walk in Christ as we have received him. How did we receive him? By hearing all that God has done through Christ for us. So how are we going to walk in him? By hearing again, over and again, all that God has done through Christ for us. All that he is doing in us. As we understand what he is doing in us, we are able to walk in Christ. And one of the things he's doing in us is this. He is working in us, his, his desires, is putting in us his desires and working in us the ability to carry out those desires. That's how we work in Christ. It is as we have received him. It is God's work. It is God's work. He supplies us the strength to carry out his divine purpose. And that's why Paul will say, I can do all things. He didn't stop there. Because if he had stopped there, you should have felt as if he was boasting. No, he wasn't boasting. Philippians 4.13. He said, I can do all things. He said, through Christ, who strengthens me. Praise God forevermore. So there is a strength that comes from Christ to do everything that God will have us do. To walk in Christ. 
The moment we got born again, when we received salvation, God did not leave us um, to be helpless. No. He gave us His Spirit. He put His Spirit within us. And, um, you know, the word translated as comforter in John 14, when he was describing the Holy Spirit, that same word also means strengthener. Strengthener, helper. So there's a strengthener within us. There is an helper within us, causing us to walk in Christ, causing us to walk in the way of the Lord, causing us to walk in a way that pleases our Heavenly Father. Praise God. So you say to yourself, I'm a believer. The Spirit of God is at work in me, putting God's desires in my heart and supplying me with the strength and ability to do that which pleases God. Glory to God. As I have received Christ, I walk in Him. I walk in His steps. I walk in His plans and purposes for my life. I walk in God's perfect and acceptable will. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening in. I believe you have been blessed greatly by God's word. Thank God for his word and thank God for his spirit. I will encourage you, please go ahead to share this podcast, this episode with somebody else. Share it with another believer. Get them to listen to God's word. And we'll have many more believers working in God's plan and purposes for their life. It's been a wonderful time sharing God's word with you. Let's catch up again next week, Sunday. Cheers.